Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start this show. It's not the energy reeling, nor the lines in your face, nor the clouds on the ceiling, nor the clouds in space. Okie doke. Uh, all right. We are coming to you from the day between World Series games at an interesting series where the home field advantage seems to be that uh, you win when you go the fuck away from home. Uh, I'm back from my jaunt down to Charlottesville for the Virginia Film Festival, which was uh, delightful as usual. Strong recommendations for uh, Swallow and the Two Popes. Uh, Family Romance LLC, real weird. which I probably should have taken from uh, the description, which is Werner Herzog directs a narrative feature about the Japanese rent-a-family industry. Mm. Uh, So that one feels like it's on me. Uh, But uh, I I got back uh, earlier this afternoon, and because it's... uh, it's getting to be sweatshirty time. Uh, cooked a big old pot of food. Pot of food. Oh, oh yes, pot. it's 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 spooky season, as they say, which means it's fall. nope, nope. It's food they, pot season. They say, <laughs> they say, we don't say. I mean, I that, wanna... that's that. You know what? That's your warning. I think I think it's important on this podcast. One thing we strive for is we, we try to think about some different points of views. There are three of us. <laughs> we um, do. We, try, we well, we try. Like when we talked about the TSA a couple weeks ago, you know, we're trying to understand these different points of view. Even if we are all guilty of a different point of view, at least we discuss yes. them within within reason. As long as you're not hurting somebody, basically. Um, and so I want to be inclusive of the people who are celebrating spooky season. Fair uh, enough. I have not watched any any horror films though i kind of want to go see the the lighthouse movie or whatever that uh is the same director as the the witch um i don't think it counts as spooky season but you know the pot of food thing i am as we are uh as we are recording i'm actually impaneled on a jury uh a serving serving uh arlington county which i cannot speak of except to say don't email me between nine and five i will not respond (laughs) but i was sitting there today and i was thinking about like you sean wanting to come home and have a relaxing kind of meal uh at the end of the day and and i and i can oppose this to you all and i think that that fall really has a certain connection when when i say it's fall so i want to eat blank i mean max i think that you had we all had quick responses do you do you think that there's something special about fall that makes us do this um i i yeah i definitely think that it's it's fall and winter but it's um it's sort of when you start to crave comfort food it's just when it gets cold i think that's really all it is it it Mm. gets cold and you don't want to eat salads cold and dark and you want something warm and comforting like mac and cheese or beef stew or i don't know yeah that's it And we should stipulate, because we did a podcast, like, not that long ago about pumpkin spice season, and this is longer than than that. We're talking about now, we're not talking about, you know, the seven weeks of Halloween. We're talking about uh, a period that runs from roughly, like, mid-October through probably, you know, 
the beginning Almost of Christmas. March. No, oh, longer oh, oh, than, oh, like you're the beginning the whole, of March. The whole shebang. Oh, yeah. yeah, we've been stocking it, potatoes and acorns for for months so that we yeah. can survive the whole winter. You get not, slight not, differences in like the seasonal things, but like yeah. by and large, you know whether you're talking about gourds or or your root vegetables, like so, it's all kind of one big related yeah. food season. Yeah, and I would say another thing too. We did discuss kind of the the fad items with pumpkin spice whatever and also yes. the Popeye's chicken sandwich and just the the kind of the back on Sunday. Of all, yeah, back back on Sunday which for a different time, but um <laughs> these, you know, this kind of fall this feeling is is not fad based. Uh, things Correct. like beef stew or or you know macaroni cheese as max mentioned those are those are just kind of at a gut level and always have been they're they're very reaction they're whereas that these other items have to be hyped these need no hype because they are instinctual it's you, a time you, yeah it's a time for the timeless classics mm-hmm. so i you know i i in the spirit of of, of autumn and, and this discussion i i thought about it you know first i I think that there is that reaction to, um, you know, what is the the dish or item? It doesn't even have to be a dish, but you know, I say autumn, you say food item. But I started, you know, just writing down really quickly. But going kind of across the board, and I don't think any other season is like this. But I think of a specific fruit, a vegetable, um, maybe not an appetizer, but certainly entrees and desserts and beverages. And I think that there are some that are really connected with fall in a way that, you know, summer has, you know, maybe in the summer you're like, oh, I want peaches or watermelon. It's it's kind mm-hmm. of a seasonal fruit thing. But there's not an entree that I think about except for if I'm eating it outside, boy, I hope it's not too hot uh, type of thing. But you get all the little things going on here even if you have days like this weekend where it was 70 degrees outside on sunday and beautiful so you can kind of play around and dip your toe into different seasons and items yeah you know summer is a a time for all of the foods that you cook outside all of your grilled and barbecued meats and and that sort of thing too uh Mm -hmm. so like those are hot but those are those are delightful that's like it's the perfect time to eat those things when you prepare them and then also eat them outside. Uh, this is a time to stay in, lock your doors, put on a blanket, maybe a slanket if you're that kind of person. Uh, like, I'm deeply looking forward to uh, my, my first meatloaf of the season. I think oh. it's going to be awesome. So, so Max, your response is somewhat like mine, and I think as the resident New Englander who has the most time without sunlight, uh, you're you're kind of a subject matter expert here. Your response <laughs> to meatloaf seemed to be, you know, not in alignment with with that. I take it meatloaf is not what you think about. Meatloaf is not what I think about, but I do like meatloaf. I like that I that I mean meatloaf and mashed potatoes is definitely a comfort meal. So it it lines up, but it's just it wasn't what jumped into my mind necessarily. And it I'm wasn't curious, it you wasn't mine a vegetable either. and a fruit and an entree. I kind of want to go through those. I'm I'm curious what those are. Yeah, me too. Cuz I have my own answers for all of those things. Yeah. Well, I mean which one where would you like to start? Again, you're our subject matter expert. So so be our gateway our gateway dish into this this well, fine autumnal progression 
And I'm curious to know, I want to start off the bat with a beverage, because I think it'll take mm. us in the right direction of whether or not we are thinking autumnal things that are too close to that whole fall craze, or if some of these things last through the winter. I think some do, and some don't. So my, my beverage that I would think of immediately is apple cider. Yeah, and, and, and mine is, is as well. I think it's important kind of to, to have, honestly, a, a non-alcoholic beverage. But I really am thinking of autumn as opposed to maybe things change in winter. You could make an argument for eggnog around Christmas time, but no one actually drinks that. Like, I would oh. actually drink apple cider. No, you have, you have four ounces of eggnog a year, and that's all you want. And that's <laughs> that, the, it's delicious. Those four ounces are great. <laughs> right. But that's all you need. You gain seven pounds from those four ounces, though, somehow, <laughs> which is kind of incredible. But, uh, so, it's interesting that you both picked apple cider, which is delicious, and it is particularly wonderful at this time of year. I on the other hand, uh, would disagree with one of the things you said, Pierce, because when I think of what do I want to drink now that it's colder, I think of a thing that you might add to apple cider. I think of whiskey. So brown brown liquor time, baby. <laughs> I've been drinking a lot of whiskey the past two weeks as well. It's brown liquor you time, baby. That apple cider. You, yeah, that's true. You know, and, and look, you can you can be the kind of person that drinks brown liquor when it's 100 degrees outside. <laughs> but, like, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. So so why not, when it now it gets down into the 60s, you might have a, a jaunty, you know, Fair Isle sweater on. Have a yeah. dram. Pour yourself a, a couple fingers of a nice whiskey and sit on, you know, sit in your favorite chair with a book. Yeah. War, warm well, yourself from the inside out. I yeah I I'll I'll say again that that I I think that because this is something that can include everyone I do you, jump to your point what, is well taken <laughs> apple cider maybe you add something to it but let's not lose sight of the fact that it's a season in which you can start drinking stouts even though I think that they are also true lighter than you than you actually think uh, that. In the alcoholic beverage realm, I think that stout season is a real thing and uh, is really rewarding. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's what Hardywood times their releases of their cloyingly, sometimes cloyingly sweet GBSs. Mm -hmm. Those are the gingerbread stouts that they make down in Richmond, yeah. Virginia. Yeah. So, so if you... <laughs> If you uh, if you did you know have some some brown liquor though in, in your beverage or you're still swirling it and you feel somewhat guilty and you want to move to the the fruit front, for me I am I am just kind of taking a, a slight sidestep to the origin of the apple cider that I have selected because in my mind without a doubt uh, apples are the fruit of the season. Um, I am I am a big eater of apples. I look forward to the day that they start coming in droves at, to the farmer's market. And Max, as as you were telling us earlier, it's not just the fruit of the season. It might be the activity of the season. Well, yeah. So I, I went on a little bit of a baking craze, slight tangent. Um, <laughs> over the past weekend, uh, uh, we baked um, a, a pumpkin cake with cream cheese frosting. Uh, we baked an apple pie. And then the reason we baked that was because we went apple picking and mm. picked a lot of apples mm -hmm. and got apple cider donuts as well. Oh, I um, last the week. apple picking, I hadn't done that in a really long time. And you basically just walk around this big place full of free food and you sample all the food. 
And it all happens to be apples, but you'd be surprised how many different kinds of apples there are and how different they <laughs> taste. It's a really that, fun activity. That is true. I And I'm personally... I. I tend to think that the picking part of that activity is a skosh overrated, but I like I love that you can go to Carter Mountain in Charlottesville and just go buy apples from the bins. And like I went last year with Emily and we got a, you know a f- several different varieties and they were great. Uh, well, s- I'm a big year-round apple guy though. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, for the picking perspective, it was a little expensive. It was twenty-three dollars for a to, for a bag. And wow. I was leaving thinking, and I, we got a lot of apples, and I was thinking, I don't know if I got my $23 worth of apples. And my companions were like, Max, you ate $23 worth of apples walking around the orchard. <laughs> Which is probably true. I I at least took a bite out of at least 20 different apples. So there's uh, I, that. I will say, I will add that the place that I get them from the farmer's market, which I, I really adore, and they're great, the apples are, I think, three fifty a pound. So... You know, twenty three dollars for a, a a bucket or whatever you got. Even it's a if fair it's, amount of apples. It could yeah. it could be a solid deal. Yeah, I'm sure you got a, a pretty a good deal. There's a lot of apples. I'm sure you got a pretty good deal. Now, yeah, I, I think that I can't. I just can't really think of anything other than than apples that kind of comes through this time of the year that that jumps out. Um, in in like the the vegetable department, do you think there's any more competition? What I don't, what even counts as a vegetable at this, this, this point? I'm glad you said that because my the thing that comes to mind for me is kind of not really a vegetable. It's beans. It's all of the beans. Huh. Hmm. That is not I, what I was. I just I see. I just made green beans, but that was kind of a new thing for me. Um, no, I'm. I mean, your black beans, your kidney beans, your oh, cannellinis, all of all of the things that you theoretically might chuck into a pot and let them kind of turn into mush. Uh, my big pot of food was not really seasonal food. It was more like poor grad student food. I made a big ass pot of rice and beans that I like chopped mm-hmm. up farmers market vegetables and and put into and kind of <clears throat> made like a a lime crema y sort of thing out of. Greek oh. yogurt and, and lime yeah. zest and lime juice just to give it a little extra body and stretch the servings, you know, because yeah. poor grad student. Uh, but I, I think of I think of this really I, I mentioned meatloaf earlier, but when we were talking about this before the pod, the thing that I said is the food that jumps out is like this time of year for me is chili, which is yeah. nothing if not a big simmering pot of beans. Sorry, Texas. Uh, deal with it. Um so that that's what comes to mind for me. I, I know I know it's a big kind of leafy green root vegetable time of year and, and all of the all the gourds, all those things that I don't yeah, necessarily yeah. like all that much. The squashes. <laughs> Squish. Squish. Uh yeah, I but that that's part of it, you know, being decorative gourd season, I just don't really know if those are fruits or if those are fruits or vegetables. <laughs> It's, gourd it's face really hard. season. I, I mean, if we're going to include essentially tubers, um, I think yeah. potatoes and sweet potatoes are, mm-hmm. are probably a good bet. Uh, and um, maybe a almost to, to to this is something I thought about as we we're talking about this, but to to throw a curveball in the the correct answer to to actually all of these might be beets. Beets I think are super underrated. They are delightful. They are sweet if you want them to be. They are savory if you don't want them to be that way. 
they're versatile. Um, and, you know, I, I think kids enjoy things that stain their clothing and nothing will stain your clothing and wash out like a beet. So <laughs> what are you really asking for? You, you know, you have something to you. You can play with your food. This is this is great. Everybody wants this. But, yeah, I, I don't think of beans just because I don't think of them as vegetables or they're legumes. Sure. So I'm not trying to be a jerk no, no, about that. I, but I, I don't know where that I love beans. But. I, yeah, and and I, I I wanted to make sure that I stipulated that like I I guess what I'm kind of trying to say is I sort of don't personally think of any vegetable that like I get excited about eating specifically at this time of year, like leafy greens. You know, I, I might prepare them differently. I get kind of psyched to to like braise kale or chard or something with like some Parmesan cheese and breadcrumbs. Uh, mm-hmm. in a way that I wouldn't necessarily want to do in the summertime. That's more of your, you know, your cold salads, little little squeeze of lemon, salt. You don't really need a whole lot more than that. Uh, but, you know, the thing I think of is, like, as an accompaniment to something else that I mean, like, I think of beans, even though I know that they're not really a standard-issue vegetable. Yeah, that's interesting because I feel like I eat beans year-round. And I don't know if that's because I associate beans mostly with Mexican food and I eat Mexican food year-round or what it is. Um, I don't disagree with what you've been saying, and mm-hmm. I definitely think, you know, it's it's football, it's cold out, it's chili season, um, and that is beans. But, yeah, that's definitely not what I think of. I don't know. And I think that, I, Like I, think, I said, I think of squash and tubers. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think the other difference for me is that I also think of them heavily in the context of, like, Italian food, like with your cannellini beans, that sort of thing. And those are less kind of summery and, and you know, it, those are things that you kind of pass over when it's prime tomato season. So yeah. it's sort of it sort of shifts into more rib sticking mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, tubers are good. I, I love I do love sweet potatoes. Actually, yeah. and, and, sweet potatoes and so are probably a good answer. <laughs> Chili a bit, now you're getting to pasta. I want to talk about main dishes. Main. Because I, I actually have a book. Oh, you do? Yeah, I, do. Wow. I recall that you have a book. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just... Is, 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 the, is the book in line with your thoughts on this, Max? Well, so I just thought of it, actually. So it, it is, but I had to think about it. It's It's almost more you associate the types of meals that you cook with the holidays that happen in the fall and the winter because this sort of is the start of the holiday season unfortunately Mm -hmm. you know that the day after halloween you're gonna hear uh christmas music Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i have a book of sunday roast recipes yes so slow cooked meat that's not barbecue i guess um and i definitely associate i think chili is an obvious front runner for like meal Mm -hmm. of the season but I think that you can start to make, you know, braised meats and slow-cooked things. Um, you know, it's 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 when it gets colder out, and you don't mind if your if your oven is on for eight hours at a time. <laughs> yeah. So, hmm. Is here's a question because I I am inclined to say chili as well. I think that beef stew is also a good one. Um, also, various like almost is a starter having like butternut squash soup and and stuff like that is 
is what the transition is is it is it really to the the vessel that you're cooking stuff in is that what you're thinking about is it something that goes in a large pot that sits there for a while so it's more the prep that that is the the seasonal indicator as opposed to what is actually in there i think that's important too but I think that the prep in the vehicle are very important. I, I think I think that those two things are really tied in together because I don't know if it's so much about like the what type of pot you put it in as it's like the difference between taking a piece of meat and searing it off or mm-hmm. braising it in liquid to become a Sunday roast and fall apart like that. That's the distinction I think of. Not like it's not so much. I don't think of like we go from pan to pot. We go from you know, grilled to braise. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, yeah. I think it's just richer, heavier, heartier food in general. And I think it's probably more associated with the cold weather. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it'd be really interesting if it is. I'd be curious, curious how people that live in places that don't necessarily get cold weather handle it or not necessarily don't get cold weather, but they, that that the weather doesn't change at all. You're from a place that doesn't get cold, but it gets colder. Right. I mean, how it doesn't ever really get cold though it, it's i could tell when you said earlier when it gets you're you're even much further north now and you were like well and it starts to get into the 60s i'm like right. 60s man we we're far past the 60s right. up here you're, we're in the 30s you're cooking out in the 60s that's we're you know we louisianans huddle inside under blankets for warmth we light a fire at that temperature but like i also don't think it has to be these it doesn't have to just be like rich heavy things i i I know another one of the things that i really look forward to the most about this time of year is just chicken soup just Mm -hmm. like stuff with a hot liquid base you know it's it's what i said about whiskey it's warming yourself from the inside out rather than the outside in so so one thing i would say as you're describing this and i i think i i have a foot in all of it because i live somewhere that uh you definitely has all four seasons and has needed air conditioning and heat my entire life which you two cannot say because max i feel like you didn't have air conditioning for a long time but uh is is that with these dishes that we're talking about um you know the searing versus the the kind of braising is that you are matching your food in a way which is you are wrapping yourself in warmth Uh, for an extended period of time and getting very tender maybe you're inside with your loved ones and it's it's a different it's very much like you are the food and you're becoming one oh my god and he's saying this mostly with a straight face but i mean that's what is being described here and i think that that comforting that that embrace of both what you're cooking be it chili or stew um it, it is matching your you know kind of your as you look out the window and the leaves change and everything so 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 very, very curious so be the ball is what you're saying be the be the ball i mean that's how you win championships <laughs> or or make chili oh my god uh, but I think I think that that and again this is where I think Max Max is is really our talisman here this week is um, we have to finish off this this autumnal meal autumnal meal which is easy for some to say but not this this one currently uh, there are a lot of options here a lot of directions to go in with with your with your meal after you've eaten far too much but then sat down for a little bit and start to feel better. Um, Max, you mentioned your your apple baking uh, this weekend, but maybe that's not the only option. Oh no, there's tons of options. Like I said, we made um, 
a pumpkin essentially it was pumpkin cake with cream cheese frosting um there's cider donuts there's apple pie there's pumpkin pie there's pies in general i think pecan pecan pie is a popular one um but you can also do uh, a baked apple it's still an apple you could do mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago i did baked pears Ooh. a little bit of maple syrup and vanilla shout out to bake, all the pear just, yeah you just bake the pear um i think in general it's it's warm fruit is maybe the the key Ooh. to it yeah yeah we even I, do a fruit i love a good stewed apple hmm yeah i i i think that pie i think of pie just because there are two big holidays around here that sure that are pie pie based um i think that there are some good um i think a lot of people will have backlash against apple pie because there are just other pies that are tastier but the idea of american as apple pie is is there and maybe that's wrong maybe it's the apple lobby that's been doing that um also people get weird with their apple pie and we'll serve it with with cheddar cheese which i've heard tastes good but is kind of is kind of a lot for me so there might be some baggage with apple pie that pumpkin pie it seems like it used to be that people didn't like how it tastes but now that we've accepted that it's a pumpkin spice pie uh the the embrace uh, with with some squash in there basically I, I think it has been embraced more even though it's kind of a weird pie because it's like a filling that has a crust around it um so personally i'm conflicted of these but i would agree that it is probably one of those two pies is the the reason for the season i didn't realize people didn't like apple pie that's oh this is news yes i I have put cheddar cheese in apple pie before it's it's good i've never served it on the side oh interesting i mean i also don't think that's a valid reason to like not like apple pie apple pie is oh. fucking awesome yeah just because your neighbor puts um oh, yeah. you know asparagus in her pumpkin pie doesn't mean you shouldn't like pumpkin pie you should <laughs> yeah. just not eat your neighbor's oh, pumpkin pie I think frankly avoid that neighbor i think the costs. i think the the cheddar is is just like a regional thing and and i could see that it doesn't affect me but there are some some i think Oh, I think cheese and apples is a pretty common flavor combination, especially you get like a good tart apple, which is kind of the kind you use for baking a lot. Mm-hmm. The the fat, the fatty richness of the cheese is a real nice complement to the tangy acidity of the apple. It's pleasing to the palate, my friend. Pleasing to the palate. <laughs> yes, um, the tangy of the asparagus and the flatness of the pumpkin. <laughs> oh. Just stop! No, that neighbor needs to. That neighbor needs to be on a watch list. But but also the pies are are served warm, uh, and I think that's important because we're moving from cold desserts to warm desserts, and and I think that that might be that might be the key well, here. I've got a real I've got a real hot take on this, which is that uh, ice cream is perfect every month of the year. That's uh, fine, but it's and, not really a dessert. It's an anytime thing, so maybe it's not part of the solid discussion. solid point. Ice cream can be Ooh. breakfast if you believe in yourself. <laughs> it probably shouldn't be. Don't believe <laughs> in yourself believed, that much. I will believe again. That that's some Icarus level shit. There, you're flying real close to the sun <laughs> if you're eating ice cream for breakfast. <laughs> uh, but that's that's a fair point. Ice cream is also not seasonal. I it because I, I truly believe it to be year-round the perfect dessert um and it doesn't matter how cold it is outside i will not pass on ice cream that's fair fair so fair. 
Uh, all right. Any uh, any final salient fall and winter food thoughts we want to get in before we move on? Uh, uh, mold wine is Ooh, tasty. Wow. Uh, that's it. That's a good one. Yeah, he, warm beverages like are, are inside good. sangria. Yeah, or uh, hot chocolate with peppermint schnapps in it. Oh, we didn't even mention hot chocolate, and hot chocolate is just it. I'm I'm gonna can, hear about that one for sure. About leaving that out. I had just, one today. It might. <laughs> it gets good for a, you. It gets a little at work. It gets a little. Where I do my adult heavy. job. <laughs> allegedly oh how's your morning coffee no this is hot cocoa (laughs) that's why there's marshmallows i'll tell you when you reach simultaneously the high point and the low point is when you do that and you use powdered cocoa mix at work and then uh you put coffee in it i've done that oh oh what what a way what a way to start the day (laughs) all right now that i've revealed what kind of a shit back i am we should we should maybe wrap this up and, and we should maybe reveal what kind of a shit bag pierce is exactly. with our favorite segment we'll move of the on. show we'll move on to pierce's sorry which we do every week uh what are you apologizing for today oh i so you know both of these things came up today and and fortunately there aren't any direct people as of now that are um kind of victims of this this crime so it's currently a victimless crime unless we include me um but i did discuss it with with people and i i should have thought more uh and and i i did have to then disclose to them that this this was a mistake so i am apologizing to to my myself and uh but you'll understand and potentially to others if if i end up sharing this with them but last night i made stew and I used a bunch of beef stew, and I made, used a bunch of stuff from the farmer's market that I got this week. It was very exciting. Um, so I finished off the stew, and I uh, realized at the end that I had made a grave error. Um, the stew was kind of sweet, which might not turn everybody off. But what do you think caused the stew to be sweet? Well, I can think of one thing. Uh, Did you put sugar in instead of salt? No. Well, that that was my guess. So, so what um, I did, and why I think some people may like it, but I did not, and so I apologize to myself and any others who I may share this with, um, is that sweet potatoes are not a one-to-one replacement for regular potatoes. So mm. I believe, and it's still tasty. I just need to add more salt to it. Um, Doing like two pounds sweet potatoes to one pound regular potatoes results in the same stew, except it has kind of the residual sweetness of your your sweet potatoes. So thank you, Jesus, for the wonderful sweet potatoes. I am sorry to Jesus in some parts for taking his bounty and not making something as deservingly wonderful from it. So always thank your farmer and appreciate your farmer and and give them the the you know the the adoration that they deserve with making something that is as wonderful and i failed to do that this week and so be wary uh if you don't want a sweet stew use regular potatoes not sweet potatoes incredible a classic in the name a classic pierce apology (laughs) that you know this is the thing interstate commerce you know it's the you know it's the it's the ketchup on your table comes across a state line there are people down the line (laughs) that are hurt by this 
<laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, okay, uh, we'll close the show as we do with a big idea from pop culture. Uh, and I, it's it's been a big week. I, I have a lot of stuff I could talk about. Uh, I promise I will not talk about another Lucy Dacus cover song. <laughs> uh, that's been two of the last three weeks now. Uh, so I will let that be. Uh, I will say I did get a chance to read Movies and Other Things by Shea Serrano. It is excellent. And if you haven't taken my advice from the pod, I think two weeks ago uh, when I said you should buy it, uh, you should buy it. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I watched a movie last week, and uh, it is a music documentary. Pierce has been a, a big proponent of this uh, vulture list of the top 50 music documentaries of all time. Yes. Uh, I yes. did not watch one of those. I believe I have still technically watched zero of those uh, from start to finish uh, and mm-hmm. bits and pieces of one of those. Uh, but I went on Netflix and watched Stretch and Bobbito Radio the Changed Lives. And it oh. is a documentary on the rise and fall of Stretch and Bobbito, the iconic late night hip hop radio duo uh, that took to the airwaves from Columbia's radio station in New York uh, and really kind of helped in a lot of ways bring rap music into the mainstream uh, and, and it's neat you know uh, Bobito Garcia is one of the uh, I think was kind of the driving creative force behind getting the movie made so th- there there's some there's some stuff to unpack with like do I watch what is essentially a, a film autobiography eh, maybe but uh, it was worth it just to hear someone's cassette recorded uh memory of a 16 year old biggie freestyling on their show uh, mm-hmm. so it just it was a really cool thing for you know it was cool to dig more into uh a form of communication that i'm really interested in and uh world of music that i frankly i i don't spend enough time with so uh if you have a free hour and a half you're looking for a movie to watch i i think it's it's worth a watch stretch and bobito radio that changed lives is on netflix cool uh yeah so uh with that that is the end of the show you can find us on facebook or twitter at pretty okay pod or at our home on the web www.prettyokpod.com You can subscribe to our podcast feed on your device and app of choice. If you do that, please do us a favor. Leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just tell a friend about the show. We would love to share what we're doing with them as well. We'll be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Matt. Thanks for listening. It's not the revealing, nor the ricochet.